Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. I don't feel like people ding-dong poop ditch or whatever it's called anymore. Well, the ring cameras because have kind of messed that up. People get shot these days doing that. You can't poop on a porch Dude. like you used to, you know? Well, the Bring good back old the days. good old days. Yeah, that's water. Right. You didn't poop on a porch. You pooped in a bag, and then you put it on a porch, and you set it on you fire. fire yeah. You can't poop porch flame anymore like you used to. Well, <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. got stuck in some conversation with some older gentleman. <laughs> so how did you get Do out of it? you eventually just have to uh, push him down a flight of stairs? Um, there's a turn-off button yeah. on old people. People. Or you can grab both suspenders and just launch them backwards <laughs> like a slingshot. The Dave and Mahoney Show. Play this on the air, you f***ing bitches, you damn idiot. We don't give a what you got to talk about. We listen to f***ing radio to listen to f***ing music. F*** you. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. We got some good news and we got some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Audrey? Dave, let's start off today's show with some bad news. You would like to think that people are better, and then we find out that they're just not. So a couple of scumbag TSA agents were caught ripping people off. But So you send all of your crap through the scanner, and they pull some of it aside. A couple of TSA agents were caught on video, stealing money from passengers' luggage at a security checkpoint in Miami. Now, both of them under arrest. My least favorite airport in the world. I hate the Miami airport. Really? It has not been renovated since, like, 1970 when it's, like, first inception. I have no idea whenever it first got built. But it is grimy. It is gross. And I am not shocked that we've got some, like... Sticky finger TSA agents also work in there. I mean, if you're these TSA agents, though, like, again, you're, like, in one of the most surveilled places in the world. Like, there's cameras everywhere to catch everything, and you think that you're going to be able to get away with this? I guess these two guys were working together, and they would pull some of the luggage to the side, you know, or while it's on the conveyor belt, and then act like nothing was going on while they were rifling their little sticky fingers in there. And thankfully they got caught. But man, like those poor people that are out just traveling, trying to do what they're supposed to do. And there's these jerks stealing money from them. Just you put cash in your luggage? Well, I mean, if you have cash in your pockets though, right? If if you're not, if you're not not going through like TSA pre-check or something, you're taking everything out of your pockets and putting it into those bins. So you can go through that little scanner thing, you know, and then next thing you know... Sounds like a good promo for Clear App or for no uh, TSA PreCheck. Yep. Some uh, some good news today as well. There is a new study, and it's adding to evidence that ecstasy slash MDMA is actually very beneficial uh, for people suffering from PTSD. So in a clinical trial, researchers found that three months of talk therapy assisted by carefully monitored doses of MDMA works significantly better than just therapy alone. And I mean, if you've ever been around somebody on MDMA or ecstasy or whatever you want to call it, um, yeah, they're very, very open and honest and the walls come down. And MDMA, I believe, I don't know if it was initially developed for this, but it was definitely used for this back in the day. 
uh, like in the 50s and 60s as a military drug, I think during interrogations, because they called it the truth serum, because you hmm. give it to people and they're just like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I wasn't trying to bomb Whoopsie, you. Whoopsie, you know. I, I was, but, you know, I don't mean it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, there's obviously a lot of people that struggle with, uh, with PTSD that have been through some really heavy stuff, and if MDMA, again, carefully monitored, can help those people to recover fully, then I'm totally here for it. Sure. I have some questions, though, um, <laughs> because we're hearing a lot of these studies that are, you know, everybody talks about the wins, Nobody talks about the losses. And what I mean by that is, uh, so you're saying, <laughs> I'm about to ask you a question, Dave. Do you know someone who has ever been on ecstasy and watch them come down from ecstasy? Yeah, well, and that's why it's important that it's carefully monitored the doses because, yeah, you know, the people that, that I know that have been on ecstasy. You get massively depressed. Well, yeah, because you, you, you're you not exactly dosing properly. All of your, do- your dopamine yes. is through the roof. So, I mean, obviously it comes in doses and all of that, but I mean, prolonged prolonged use of this as a method of, you know, benefiting people with PTSD. I just have some questions of long-term use. That's all. They're saying very interested to see that. That 71% of people after this trial uh, no longer qualified for a PTSD diagnosis by the end of the study, which is pretty incredible. So again, so PTSD just vanished. Well, because like you're going through therapy, but then you're also aiding that therapy with, and you know, there's a clinical definition of what PTSD is and if you're able to break through that wall by you know again carefully monitoring the doses I'm totally here for it so interesting I could talk about this with you all day long I think this is so fascinating I mean we've been also hearing about people using mushrooms in this fashion too for PTSD I this is funny that it, enough that it's new science and new studies, even though these drugs have been around for forever. It's just some of the walls are finally starting to come down. And I, I credit Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Audrey, you know that I give you a hard time sometimes about being lazy. And, of course, I don't actually think you're lazy. I'm cosplaying lazy for the show. Is that what it is? I am, Dave, I am absolutely not a lazy person. I just... I have no responsibility right now, so I'm going to freaking relish in that. What is there for me to do? I mean, what do you, you want me? You did what get bed sores me? recently from not moving <laughs> out of your bed. Sick. Oh, you were. That's what you say. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, there is a way that you can actually turn your laziness into Stop money. Call me lazy. Oh, okay. No, money. No, no, yeah. Just kidding. What? <laughs> <laughs> Here I'm for so it. lazy. So I guess there's this annual tradition in Montenegro. They, they, they kick it off. It's the laziest citizen contest. Because I guess the people that live there are all kind of accused or rumored to be very lazy people, which if you want to move to lazy land, it exists and it's Montenegro. Oh my God, if Mahoney was here, he would be jumping all over this. I don't know if he'd be jumping, but you know. (laughs) He would be sloth crawling his way to to this place. So they do a thing where participants lie down on mats for almost a full 24 hours a day. Ew, a mat? Yeah. A nap mat from kindergarten? uh, I mean, it's more like a, a, a... light mattress on the floor so it's like if you oh, would like, like stack a few like sleeping bags so it's not like a full bed but it's mm-hmm. you know feels like a prompt place to get uh, bed bugs yeah so the participants compete by lying down and of course they are allowed to sleep because that's part of being lazy uh they get their food and their beverage needs done they're allowed to read books they can use their phones and laptops uh they're only allowed to have 10 minutes to go to the toilet every eight hours so you basically get 30 minutes a day away from lying down and you can't even like sit up like you got to be like laying fully down and so these people are just laying down on their laptops or on their phones just scrolling and scrolling scrolling okay, all but day a true lazy person who is a bed bed dweller 
and a, a couch dweller like myself, you know that if you're laying in bed, prime place to be, really, truly. But you do elevate yourself with pillows. Yeah, and I mean, I think that they are allowed to elevate themselves with pillows with their head. But so you don't do that thing where you drop your phone in the face. You can like elevate a book. Can you imagine reading a book like that? Books are heavy, man. You can elevate your head, kind of have it propped up. Imagine if you were laying in your bed and you had your like head back on the headboard. That's allowed, but you can't sit up. If you sit up, you're disqualified. If you stand, you're disqualified. This kicked off in middle in the middle of August, and it's still going on. These people have been doing this. Contestants are left. There's last check seven. Of the 21 competitors were still in it. Whoa. Yeah. And the grand prize, how much do you think they win? It can't be a lot. It's got to be like, what, $5,000? You'd think. No, it's $1,070. Not worth it. What are, like, what are you talking about? You, you to can't. crown the lazy king. Yeah, right. And also, I don't know, man. How did you come I... up with $1,070? Like, it couldn't have been $1,100 or it's even like, $1,050. Well, they could raise. $1,070 is just kind of weird. But the fact that people are willing to sit around and be lazy for over a month for maybe the chance to win just over $1,000 is wild. I'm not here for it. This is David Mahoney. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for David Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. At 6 o'clock in the morning, 6.30, what makes a person do 10 miles of an hour on an on-ramp onto a highway? Like, why? Message deleted. You know, some people are just really nervous. You see them driving, and they're just, you know, they're, their knuckles are white, and they're just sitting right up on top of the steering wheel, and they're just freaking out. And I just, I can't imagine that, you know? I And, and maybe I should be more cautious when I'm driving, but I feel like I'm a pretty good driver because... I'm a narcissist. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like it, it drives me crazy when people don't know how to merge, when people slow down or stop on an on-ramp. Like, what? You're, you're messing up traffic for everyone. It's pretty funny because I'm going to assume that this woman is a morning person and has been waking up and going to work for a while at 6.30, and everybody who is a morning driver and has been for years, you are, like, revved up and ready to go pretty much by the time you get to your car. So you're like, you just said, Dave, on the move. But maybe people who are going 10 miles an hour on the on-ramp trying to get onto the freeway, this is their first time. You know, this is their first, they got to ease into the unfortunate circumstance that is early morning waking up. What do you think is is more metal, the morning commute or the afternoon commute? I I actively avoid, like starting at three o'clock, really? On, on some of the streets, Yesterday afternoon, I just had to go do a couple of errands, and I felt like everyone was, you know, driving at a pretty good pace, and then I got behind two different people who full-on stopped at just-turned-yellow lights, and I was right behind them. I was like, oh. (laughs) Yo, Audrey. Oh, I feel your pain, sister. I had COVID twice, and now I'm bald in a spot, and it's, it sucks. I feel you. Message deleted. It does suck. Um, I have actually been told to use, like, there's certain sort of uh, hair growing shampoos called, like, Mm -hmm. Nioxin. Okay. 
that it's supposed to be for hair growth. And really all it is is just minty shampoo. It's just trying to like make your, invigorate your scalp again. So if you know. if you missed it, Audrey has been dubbed Baldry because she... You are so foul for that, by the way. <laughs> it wasn't even mine. <laughs> and uh, it's, she had COVID not that long ago and she's got a little bald spot now. And so she's been working on her comb over this week. And I will say like today you've got it. Got a slick back pony slick happening. Slick back pony, half, half bang, is that what you called it? No, it's like uh, just happening. Oh, happening. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm doing a middle part. Yeah. Because the first time I have a cowlick, so uh-huh. I was trying to part it against the cowlick. And you told me how to come over. You said I was giving come over and it was horrific. So well, my, I tried the middle part, which I appreciate that, honestly. Like, tell me so that I'm not like walking around here and getting made fun of. Like, I well, appreciate see, that. I feel like I need to be, because my, my sweet old pappy pap, my, my, my grandpa on my mom's side, uh, he had a comb over his entire life. And I don't know if it ever looked good. Because I, maybe I just wasn't aware. But by the time I was aware of like how comb overs work and I was starting to analyze my grandpa's hair, it was literally like he had these three really long hairs that he would just comb over. And you're like, I don't think that's fooling anyone. We don't really see that today. It's not as common because... Uh, the men wigs, the men toupees, the ones that they are they have invented recently enough, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Look so good. Well, some of them look so good. Well, because you got to pay to play, baby. I mean, it's just like <laughs> it's just like women's extensions. You yeah. look at Britney Spears; she's a millionaire. It's like she paid sixty bucks for those things. Like she is the worst. She is notorious for having the worst extensions in the world. And you can tell; like you can really tell. And you got to pay. You got to pay. There's or a, just shave it. Or just shave it. Yeah. Off. There's there's a guy that goes to my gym that is clearly wearing a toupee, and it's not a good one. How do you? What do you tell. mean? Like a one that just like sits on it like a hat? Yeah, yeah. It just, it's, How does he do cardio? How does he work out? He, he, that thing must be glued or nailed down, man. That thing doesn't move. How do you know it's a toupee? Because How do guys it is know so that it's obviously a toupee. I mean, it the coloring is wrong. Like it's jet black. The rest of his hair is gray. It doesn't match. It just it looks wrong. It just really? does not look. You can tell it's fake hair. See, I am. I don't know if I could ever tell. Because I, really? I, I, I really don't know if I've seen a toupee in the wild. Yeah. Like, I've never seen somebody who I've known <laughs> was wearing a toupee. I always assume if you got hair on your head, it's probably your hair. Yeah. I've never seen a rogue just a toupee out in here the wild? toupee. Oh, wow. Please leave a message after the tone. You know, you were talking about how women are rancid and they enjoy the stuff like pimple popper and all that stuff. And Audrey cued in and said, yeah, well, they kind of, you know. Dig it out, get rid of it. It's a good thing that God made women that way. He did it on purpose because otherwise it wouldn't be able to stand men. Period. Message that needed. is the guy who didn't like us at first. That's that's the guy who told us to shut up and, and stop talking. Hello. That just made me so happy and he's chiming in about pimple popping. I know. And you know what? He is right. Women are disgusting in their own special way and that is so important because men are also very disgusting in our own special way. Y'all get you uh, and your wife... Do you let her pick it? No. Some stuff on you? No, man. First off, don't have any blemishes whatsoever because I am a narcissist. Uh- <laughs> but you actually like wash your face and stuff, which is so awesome. Yeah. That is so great. No, I'm so happy for your wife. I do not want my wife over here like popping pimples on me. I know that some couples are into that and they think it's great and it's fine. Well, it's not like a kink. It's just a, hey, you have a giant white thing that on your body that I don't want to look at. So I'm going to pop it off of you. <laughs> you would. How long in a relationship does it take you to start getting after them zits. It was about a year. <laughs> and now he lets you? 
I don't know if it's let. You hold him down Dude, in a I put figure him in a four triangle. body, go ahead. That's, what lock. that's what I did a couple jujitsu classes for. <laughs> <laughs> to learn how to put that movo in an arm bar so I can pimple pop. Call our voicemail and say anything you want. Anything? Well, uh, almost anything. Call 833-YO-DUMMY to be a part of the Dave and Mahoney Show. Audrey, you girls are just funny in so many ways, but when you're excited about something, you really kind of go all in. My wife is the same way. Like, you've got this trip coming up. You're going to Europe for the very first time, which yes. is super exciting. You're going to go to Barcelona. Barcelona. And then you're going to go to uh, Italy, and that should be a lot of fun. You're going to Rome and Florence. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... It's Trust amazing. Yep. Should be should be beautiful, and I hope you have a great time. But Thank you. This has been planned for obviously quite some time, as most big vacations are. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only thing that's been planned for quite some time. You've also plotted out your outfits. Oh yeah, man. for this trip for months, and you've already mostly packed, even though you're not leaving for weeks, yeah, right? Man. So the other day, I was getting uh, all my outfits together, mm-hmm. and I was doing a styling. I was pretending like I was an influencer, and I was styling all of my outfits and like looking in the mirror, making sure because. There is nothing worse than thinking something's going to work in your head and then getting there and it just flopping, like total flop. So I wanted to make sure that every pair of like pants, trying them the all shirt. on, they look good. And then, but you're not wearing any of it. You're, you're just putting it on, trying it on, make sure it looks good. Because I've been shopping for months. Do you take a picture and send it to a select group of friends to see if they approve? No, those hoes. Don't dress. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. No, because I want everybody to be surprised oh, whenever I unleash all of my reveal. beautiful yeah. outfits on Instagram. So my wife, <laughs> she does this every year. It, it drives me crazy because she always makes me wear this nut-hugging pair of khakis. And it's never the same pair of khakis. I have to buy new khakis every year. Does she know your proper size? No, yeah, but she just just does not. Why are there always nut huggers? I don't know. Maybe she likes you know seeing the thunder from down under. Not in your family photos. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, this is not the time to have this weird bulge. And this year, this was. When daddy had a mammal toe, mammal toe or whatever they're Look called. Out. Yeah, it's a mammal toe. Oh, Lord of mercy. But she's doing the same thing where, you know, she's like, uh, you know, I walked in the other day and she's like organizing this little board. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm just, you know, I'm visualizing our family photos for this year. And I'm just like, oh, What God. was the board? I mean, she's. I'm curious. It's like a digital thing where she can like r- arrange outfits and stuff and like kind of getting a, an idea of what she wants everyone to dress like and how it coordinates and everything Tell else. Tell me more. I don't know more. That's all I know because that's not my thing. But what do you mean digital board? It's a digital board because she has like these little AutoCAD things that she does for like interior design, but you can also do it for clothes, I guess. And huh? so she like coordinates this whole thing and I'm just like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> so she goes online and probably what? Cut, copy, paste, like little outfits finds that she finds outfits, yeah, and to see whether or not they look good together yeah. in a photo. Yeah. That is exhausting. Genius. Okay. <laughs> this is David Mahoney. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know the songs, but can you name them when they sound this bad? Just me, why I kiss this guy? 
It's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. All right, let's do this thing. Ryan is joining us today for a round of Cover Your Ears. How you doing, Ryan? Good. How about you, Doing very good. So we got 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these songs. Best of luck to you. And, um, you know, some of these songs pretty popular. Like the first one here has got 8,100 views. Others, not so much, only 85 views. But um, good luck to you guys today. I hope that, uh, that you guys do really well at this. So, again, 30 seconds on the clock. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. Here we go. That is that magical couple, Bob and Bev. And oh, I was like, is that a live performance for some band that we didn't know about? Because no. the the clap track in the back. Yeah, no, it was pretty impressive. They yeah. uh, they do a lot of music together, and they do get some some traction online. Again, eighty one hundred views on YouTube alone. Ryan, do you know that one? Well, I'm pretty sure that's Elton John. Mm-hmm. But I am drawing a blank on the song. Okay. We gotta just name any Elm John song you might know off the top of your head. Time to dance. <laughs> That's it's, not it's it. It's not time to dance. <laughs> but you're right. It's Elton John. It's Benny and the Jets is what you're looking for. So we'll give you a half point on that one. It's all right. You still have a lifeline available in Audrey, but I would use it if you uh, need a full point. Here we go on to number two. 30 more seconds on the clock. 182 views on this one. Absolutely perfect. Learning. No notes. They're learning. That sounds like a high school talent show or something 100%. like that, hundred percent. Right? Some middle school boy yeah. just got his first guitar. First like, drum kit. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Ryan, do you know that one? Yeah, sounds like uh, Iron Man by Black Sabbath. That is a full point. Well done, brother. Okay, so you got one and a half. You are doing good. Here we go on to number three. a pass in my head because I love that band so much, but yeah. I didn't hate that. It I wasn't didn't hate that it. bad. Only uh, 85 views on that one. Ryan, do you got that one? Yeah, it actually wasn't that bad. Uh, that sounded like that was CCR. Big wheels keep on turning. It is CCR and uh, we've learned... Rolling. It's not. It's not. That's not the name of the song, but... Rolling down the river. It's not rolling down the river. Rolling. No. What is the name of the song? It's rolling. It's not. No, that's a Limp Biscuit song. Rolling down the river. That's the name of the song. It's it's not. That's the name of the song. You want to give him a full point? That's the name of the song. Rolling. It's 
Proud Mary. It's not uh, Proud okay. Mary. All right. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> Audrey wants to hand out participation trophies today. It's All not. Right. That's okay. not the name of the song. <laughs> That's not. There's no way. Where, right. where does he ever say Proud Mary in that song? <laughs> it's rolling. All right. The next one here, you got two and a half points. You're doing well. Still have a lifeline if necessary. This has got 2,700 views from Rory's Friendly Choir. That's the name of the artist. So <laughs> okay. good luck. Okay, so it took me a little while there. Initially, it just sounded like a cat stuck in a bear trap, but then... That is one person. Rory recorded himself in different harmonies. Just layered it. That is what you hear before you enter the gates of hell. (laughs) Ryan, do you know it, or do you need some help on that one? You know, I think I'm gonna need some help on this one. Okay, I do. Thankfully, I do have this one. Uh, Eric Clapton, "Wonderful Tonight," and I only got it at the very end because it was right before they said, "You look wonderful tonight." Okay, so you're on your own now, Uh, Ryan. You've got only a half point necessary in order to win this last one. Seven hundred and sixty-six views. Thirty seconds on the clock. Here we go. On the street where you live, girls talk about their social lives. They're made of lipstick, plastic, and paint, but don't you see it in their eyes? All your life, all your life, all you've asked, when's your daddy gonna talk to you? <laughs> but you are living in another world, trying to get a message through. No one heard a single word you said. And we'll stop it right there. It's Audrey's least favorite song. <laughs> Literally, that song gives me so much ick. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan for the win. Do you know it? Yeah, I think the song I can see it in your eyes. No. Nope. No. Nope. Um, you just need the artist oh or the God. song. Do you know the artist? Great um, hair. Great hair. Great hair. Lots of denim. First name John. Oh, oh, John bon Jovi. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's runaway. Yeah. The lyrics of that song give me the icky. Yeah, it's like, ah, let's celebrate running away from your family to try to get a point across and there being some creepy guy waiting for you. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. To kick off today's Redneck Report, Audrey, we'll start with a gentleman that was having a bit of a rough afternoon. Uh, A man named Michael Scott Williams, 65 years old, of Summerfield, was involved in a crash at 6.30 p.m. on a Tuesday. He was at fault in the accident, according to the arrest report, and his eyes were very bloodshot and watery. It was also noted that his fly was down. Man, it happens. So this uh, this was him crashing into some stuff right outside of a beverage store where I don't know if he'd just gone to get more booze or he was going to get more booze, whatever it was. Uh, they did a breathalyzer test on him and uh, he provided a rest sample that registered at .038, but he was arrested on driving under the influence and placed on a $1,000 bond because they believe that he was impaired on perhaps some other things as well. .03? Isn't that below the legal limit? It is. .08 is the legal limit. So, so this is like half of what the legal limit would be, but I think that they, they assumed that he was on a whole bunch of other stuff because he looked like a mm, mess. Yeah. Oh... Michael Scott. Oh, pills. Yeah, may do it for you. Ah, uh, drats. Well, um, 
Glad no one got hurt. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, he was he was placed on a whopping thousand dollar bond, so he'll Great. be just fine. Out in like for ten bucks. Yeah. So uh, we have a contestant here for uh, Auntie of the Year. You know, there's a lot of people that take a lot of pride in their sweet little nieces and nephews, and this is not one of those people. Uh, Miami police say they were initially called at about eight thirty a.m. after they received a report of a vandalized floodlight. So someone was vandalizing floodlights, which is weird. And that's when they encountered this 27-year-old um, and her sister, along with her sister's son. And the three of them decided they were going to try to escape from the police. Now, I don't know why this 27-year-old and her sister and her sister's kid were all out doing some family vandalizing. But I guess they were. And when the Bonding. cops... Yeah, yeah. And when, I, when the cops showed up, um, they decided that they were going to make a run for it. So they jumped down the seawall in an attempt to escape the officers. And Natalia, the, uh, the the sister, took the escape attempt to another level by stripping completely naked and then grabbing her nephew, who is a child, and jumping into the water as the officer tried to chase them. So imagine... That's a lot of time. That, that reminds me of the scene from Titanic whenever the, the, the bodyguard comes over and said, so you had all of this time to take off your shoes? In order to save this person, like, why did you have to strip down? Like, your clothes were going to be there on the embankment. Right. They were going to know that that's where you went. <laughs> like, there are so many stupid, that's so stupid. Is so it really going to slow you down that much? So, I guess Natalia swam across the bay where the Marine patrol officers were waiting for her because. Yes, man. Yeah, here we are. So let's go over the bridge, stupid Natalia. We, we She's have... got her kid just like above her head. Can you imagine how traumatizing <laughs> that is if your aunt strips totally naked and then jumps into the water to flee from the cops with you in tow? And the police captain from Miami actually came out and said, It's just disturbing. You see a child who entrusts his aunt to take care of him. She actually threw him in the water with her. Jeez. So facing all kinds of charges, uh, thankfully the uh, the kid is okay, but you know all sorts of felony counts, and uh, and has forever left an indelible memory in that sweet child's mind mm. of my weird aunt and her floppy boobs. <laughs> floppy boobs. Yeah, they look kind of floppy. This is David Mahoney. The strangest, strangest dumbest, dumbest, and funniest audio from the depths of the World Wide Web. This, 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 this is the internet is undefeated. On Dave and Mahoney. I've never seen anyone, Audrey, and get more enjoyment out of the internet than you. Every morning you're in here just giggling away. Only you can curate your feed to be the giggle box that it should be. You shouldn't have to doom scroll every day. No, it should make you happy. And that's what this feature is all about. It's taking some moments from the internet that uh, have, have really become viral in some senses, but are just funny audio and showcasing them that we never would have known this stuff was happening before the internet days. The internet is undefeated. It starts with a mommy telling her daughter that she is not a big fan of the sunlight. Told Mommy's a vampire. That's why you're holding the curtain open? Yes. I'm scared of vampires. <laughs> so this mom does not like the sunlight blasting in in the middle of the day, and so she told her daughter that she was a vampire, and her daughter's first move was to rip open the curtain to try to cook her mother as a vampire because she is scared of vampires. What a horrible daughter. A vampire. That's why you're holding the curtain open? Yes. I'm scared of vampires. <laughs> also, why would you ever tell your kid that, though? Like, yeah. hey, mommy's a vampire. Like, the most <laughs> terrifying thing to maybe, what was that kid? Like, possibly five? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> 
So the next one here, this actually happened a couple of months ago, so I'm not exactly sure why it's gotten new life online, but it has. Uh, did you see the video of the announcers at the baseball game that got hit in the face by the foul ball? No. In the broadcast booth. Oh, and my gosh. Out of the 3-2, swung on, a pop foul back here. Ow. 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. Yeah, it I got mean, him right in the face. The fact that an announcer who talks about baseball all day every day all the time mm-hmm. didn't anticipate the ball to come into the presser box as it was clearly coming straight for him you could hear the stutter in his voice like yeah. he was like trying to calculate like maybe his depth perception was pretty off something was also, going on his owls were the most announcing owls ever ow 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 the three two swung on a pop foul back here ow really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. It sounds like a family guy clip. That doesn't even sound real. That sounds total fake. Totally real between the uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees back in June. So this next one is uh, body cam footage that has been released from an incident that happened earlier this year when a kid playing Call of Duty accidentally butt-dialed 911 and the cops showed up mm-hmm. with their guns drawn because they thought there was actually some terrible stuff going down. That was my bad. That was my bad. Uh, I, was play- I, was, I was playing the game. And uh, I got butt down the phone. Okay. That was my bad. What? No, no. It's only me home. Okay, so this was just an accident. You yeah. called 911. Uh, Did you say you killed two people or something like that? Okay, how old are you? 17. You're 17? Where's your parents at? Do you want me to talk to your mom? Hey, is this Elijah's mom? Okay. Yeah. Hey, so what happened is I guess he's saying that he was playing a video game and in the process of accidentally calling 911, he said that he killed two people, but he was talking about on the game. So we thought that there was a double murder, so we showed up to your house with a bunch of us. That's why we're here talking to your son, okay? So there's nothing to be worried about, okay? Yeah, I got we're, call. Yeah, we're just, trying to, we're, we're just doing our due diligence here, trying to figure everything out and make sure that everybody's okay because we have to do that when we get a 911 call. Could you imagine? Didn't he just sound like... dork-ass 17-year-old is like... He sounds exactly... He's like, no, I'm sorry. I was just playing the video game. (laughs) Mouth breather. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, it's awesome if your kid is good at e-games and then they can bring you in millions. Otherwise, like, you're just sitting there... I mean, I get, but dialing exists, but accidentally calling 911 in the middle of your video game where you're killing people is the funniest thing that I think you got to tell that story for the rest of that kid's life. Forever. Wedding day. That's yep. a wedding day story. I mean, you have the actual audio and body cam footage. Just <laughs> roll the tape, man. And finally, this is a uh, security cam uh, that caught a man walking into a family's garage to steal some items. And thankfully, the family's attack dog was there to fend him off. I'm kidding. It was a golden retriever. And instead of being a guard dog, he just wanted belly rubs from the thief because he's just so sweet. Hi, buddy. All right. All right. Because you're so cool. Come here. Because you're the coolest dog I've ever known. Where's your dad? Where's your dad? She's not up to leave your garage open. I love you, too. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> this just absolute crackhead is blowing down with the dog. Just loves the golden retriever. Did he retriever. actually steal anything? Yes. Oh, so he continued to steal. Yes, he's a terrible person. See, I but was thinking that the dog, the dog turned him. The turned him. Was like, you know what? 
good people live here if you have this angel dog here that's just asking for belly rubs. So it's like a reverse psychology, you know, instead of coming in and being an attack dog, it was like a hostage negotiator with like, hey, let's just think about, you know, how the world really is a good place. Meanwhile, the dog is just like showing him where all the jewels and gems are. Like, hey, (laughs) actually, if you follow me this way. safe in the basement. (laughs) You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. You ready for this, Audrey? (sighs) A West Valley father is accused of leaving his twin toddlers home alone for several hours to go gambling. Gambling. Man, what? So on Wednesday, just before 5 o'clock, a neighbor called 911 because there was two-year-old twins who were running around two. Like when I first saw toddlers, I was like, okay, what are they like, six, five, six, something like that, you know? Because five or six-year-olds, as somebody that has kids that age right now, not that they're capable of being home alone, but like a two-year-old is totally helpless. And so the neighbors call the cops because these two-year-olds running around alone outside of the house with in a quote-unquote aggressive dog. So the neighbor told police that the twins were outside for about 20 minutes running around near the street before he called 911 and brought them inside of his house. Court documents say the garage door was open and there was no adult watching the twins. The children had dirt on their face, feet, and clothes, full diapers. And the police finally found this 37-year-old dad. And they're like, hey, buddy, where you you been? And he told police he just went to Taco Bell a mile from his house and he was just getting some food. But, you know, the restaurant was backed up. Turns out that was all a lie. He actually went to the casino and was there for five hours gambling. Dude, what a what an absolute piece of garbage. Also, funny to think about, this would be just like a normal day in like the 30s. Yeah. <laughs> just leave your two-year-olds at home dirty. I mean, this guy clearly needs help. Gambling addiction, without question. If you're leaving your kids for five hours to go gamble and didn't even bring your kids back Taco Bell, where was the Taco Bell, Where's buddy? Where's the Taco Bell? Yeah. Where was the Taco Bell? You did get this, the, Audrey, putting Baja Blast in their bottles? He did say that he locked the twins in their bedroom and, and they were napping, so he didn't know that they had escaped. Like, two-year-olds, isn't that whenever you said that Duke started being able to reach for the doorknobs was about a year ago, and he's yeah, like three, flipping four. out of bed and everything else, oh yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh, so. what a horrible... Horrible parent. Yeah, good luck explaining that to the mom. Dave. Dave and Ed Mahoney. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the Hi, guys. So I got a temporary job at a Halloween store. And I just got to say, it's all fun and games until you're closing the store by yourself and one of the animatronics goes off (laughs) by itself. Now, I'm not saying my store is haunted, but let's just say I won't be closing the store by myself anymore. Well, I mean, they've got to be haunted, right? Like they are now turning into Bed Bath & Beyonds. Spirit of Halloween. Uh, I feel you, and it's not just because the Halloween decorations. I imagine the Halloween decorations are even more disconcerting because they're meant to scare you. This happens to me all of the time when I'm just putting away my kids' 
toys at night because so many of these damn things talk and have little conversations. So I'll just like have put everything in the little cabinet where the toys go and I close it and I just go, hi, friend. Oh my God, what is that? You just jogged a memory that I totally forgot about. Do you remember Furbies? Yes. They would tell you in the middle of the night, I'm hungry. Oh. Oh, oh, so creepy. Don't feed it after midnight. I mean, do you throw that toy away that freaks you out from your kids? I don't have the heart to do it. You don't have the heart. My my wife is ice cold, man. She'll just chuck a piece of- A hundred percent. A piece of art or a toy into the trash. I would would be the same way, man. Like, are you kidding me? If if a single toy ever freaks me out, that thing would immediately Immediately be- Immediately gone? I don't care if it's that kid's favorite toy. Uh, You say that until you have the reckoning the next day. No, I'm looking at the kid. I'm making that kid throw it away. Oh, are you? Yeah, man. Looking straight in the eyeballs. All right. I need you you to come over and, and be the disciplinarian for- my children. They'll is. be sucking a lollipop, taking it from them, too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything that they know. That, that, there are so many creepy, wacko toys out there. But to her point about working in the Halloween store, could you, and I won't tell anyone, will you steal me one of those giant skeletons? Because those things are really expensive. I don't know if they sell them there. That's like, the, uh, I think the market is purely Home, home, home Depot, Depot and Lowe's. And that's Lowe's. it. Dude, those They've say, got the six foot, or no, they're more like than that. 12 feet. Yeah. They're wild. Werewolves. The werewolves. Have you seen the zombie? No. Oh, they, they've got a massive zombie with a grave that is like shaking and it's, yeah. It's, Are you going to put one out in your yard this year, you think? I don't know, man. Have you seen the price tag on those? Those start at like $500. Yeah, but see, this is where I can girl, girl Matthew, okay? Okay, yeah. Thank you. $500 mm-hmm. for now. Right. For years. You're not throwing that thing away. Oh, okay, yeah. That's years and years of years enjoyment. Yeah. Of enjoyment. Uh-huh. I mean, multiple years. Right, so if and I- you say you have it for 500 years, that's at least $100 a, five, a year. Five, 500 years? Or five years. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a dollar a year if you live to be a thousand. <laughs> I mean, you can pass it down, it'll be an heirloom. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about uh, buttered sausage. Buttered sausage. Uh, I don't like jam. Message deleted. From that one video? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, buttered sausage is hard to go wrong with. But why was Gary Busey talking about buttered sausage? I mean, I really, again, I feel like that is a fantastic promo for wearing your helmet when you're riding a motorcycle. Like, his brain turned into scrambled eggs. I don't know, though, man. I love scrambled eggs and buttered sausage. (laughs) So maybe he's onto something? Yeah. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, gang, I'm just wondering if any of you have ever had a restraining order taken out against you or have ever had to take out a restraining order against somebody else. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Message deleted. No, that's the wonderful thing about being dreadfully uninteresting and unattractive is that there's no need. A restraining order against me? No. Anyone stalking me? No chance. Really? Eh, never. You? Yeah. No, I haven't. I probably should have at some point, but yeah. no, I didn't. My sister had to put a restraining order against an ex-boyfriend um, because he was getting his new girlfriend to call my sister's boss. What? Like, holy moly, gyms, like mental gymnastics, man. Why? Like, you got your new girlfriend to conspire against your ex-girlfriend to call her boss. Dude, that is so unhealthy and on so many levels. Absolutely, Good for man. her. Did she actually get the restraining order? She went order? to court. She did the whole thing. Yeah. She had the receipts. I was so proud of her. Like, if you ever need a PI, that's my sister, man. Yeah, like, she, she was like, get him. And you know what? And this is what his wiener looks like, Corey. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Because there's really no point in pretending to be... Hold on, what? Because there's really no point in pretending to be good at... To be good at this? Oh, I see. Okay, let me pick it up from here. It's an all-new blooper reel on the Dave and Mahoney Show.
You should see the look on Audrey's face right now. She hates this so much, which makes me love it even more. If I did it for years, I think it's the meanest thing that you could do for it's all of our confidence. It's not just to you. It's to all of us. I mean, we all just need to come back down to earth a little bit. I mean, as opposed to sitting here telling everyone, oh, how great we are, like a lot of other lame-ass radio shows. No, Let's I just celebrate like the not-so-great moments. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to? Our producer literally texted me, Jordan, and he said, I am so sorry, Audrey. <laughs> So I'm nervous for today, and I think I'm just going to remove my headphones. Nope. Don't take them off. Taking them off now? Nope. Let's see how it goes. I believe that not only does your wife deserve a cow, but also your children. Are you going to deny, deny your four kids a cow? Are you going to deny? you going to deny? So it's I, just like one spot, too. I it's have so parted my hair to the other side like a comb over. Audrey's got a comb over. It, you've literally combed your over your hair over to b- cover your bald spot. Literally combed your over. Combed your over. Do we even know if gum doesn't really biodegrade? Because remember whenever you were a kid, they said that the gum would just stick in your on your ribs. The doesn't gum. really biodegrade. Biodegrade in your on your grave. Is me wanting to keep up with being hip and youthful while still maintaining my 32-year-old isms. While so many, so many. My wife and I are both like, we want to be home buddies. Like, you can't be, you can't have a home buddy and somebody who wants to go out every night. Like, that's just a recipe are you calling for disaster. Are you calling a home buddy? Home body. Home body. Okay, I thought you said home buddy. No. He said home buddy, right? Home body. Yeah, 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 for sure. We got there. Like, we want to be home buddies. You can't have a home buddy. I didn't say home buddy. Are you just allowed to have a donkey or a cow if you live in the suburbs like I do? No, I think that your HOA probably has some rules and regulations of um, uh, on us. Uh, some rules and regulations of um, uh, uh, on uh, some... I believe that not only does your wife deserve a cow, are you good and I? You good? You good and I? And I? Your four kids for a cow. Some rules and regulations of um, on us. Uh, and- some the other side, like a comb over. You've literally combed your over, your over, over, over. How is me being hit and youthful while still may, 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 in your on your ribs? can't have a home buddy and somebody who wants to go out every night. Are you calling it a home buddy? Home body. Home body. Okay, I thought you said home buddy. No, no, no. He said home buddy. Right? Home body. I didn't say home buddy. We got there. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. All right, Audrey, this is crazy audio. So imagine this, the scene here. This is down in Texas. There is a Girl Scout troop, and they're just swimming in this lake. But it's Texas. And so there's a possibility there's going to be alligators nearby. And there's this troop of girls that are out there swimming with, there's some parents around. You know, it's a pretty busy little beach area, but it's a lake, so it's nothing crazy. And all of a sudden, this massive 14-foot alligator. Dinosaur. Surfaces and sees the girls swimming and starts approaching them. I didn't know alligators lived in lakes. Yeah. I thought that, I just, I've never really lived in an area where, I mean, maybe there was a pond nearby and there was an alligator in that pond, but I didn't really know, like river, rivers. Rivers, okay. Well, I know that they live in in livers, in rivers. Yeah, they eat livers and rivers, I just didn't know that they were a a lake dweller as well. Sure, they certainly can be. And this is a big 14-foot alligator. So this thing is massive. And the parents obviously start freaking out. And while all this mayhem is going on, thankfully somebody was filming. 
So that way what? we could have the audio. You ready for this? No. Maybe I can. Maybe I need to help. Maybe I need to help. <gasps> Look how big it is. Eight three of the kids. Dave. No, kids were fine. I don't get what is so enticing about Girl Scouts doing a lake day. I, whenever I was a Girl Scout, <laughs> we were like forced to go outside and camp in the wintertime. What? And like a tent. Really? Yeah, man. Were you ever a Boy Scout or no, anything like that? You no, were never a Weebolo or nothing? Yeah, I was like part of a little church group one, uh, whatever they okay. were called. Yeah, like yeah. Crusaders or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, every single person that I hear that was ever like a Boy Scout, Eagle Scout, anything like that, same for Girl Scouts. It wasn't just like slinging popcorn and cookies. Like, <laughs> we were forced to go outside in the cold very often. I never got a summer trip. That never happened well, to me. thank God you didn't get a summer trip because there'd be a 14-foot alligator trying to eat you. That sounds far more exciting than, like, freezing, eating cold hot dogs. That sounded like, exciting dig to Dig the hot dog out of the cold earth. Like, hey, we're going to give you a map, and you're going to have to find these cold hot dogs that we've buried outside, and you're going to have to read this map and then find where these cold hot dogs are and then start a fire. Like, I don't know. What do you choose? Re- uh, possible death by alligator or slow death by starvation and freezing? So looking for hot dog or this. It's Darwinism, baby. Survival of the fittest? Gotta learn how to swim. I think that that, that, was a, that was an alligator plant. That wasn't even a real alligator. They just wanted to see which ones would, like, panic under pressure. You know what's really great is that, like, there's parents there, obviously, but not that many. But there was one mom who went out there. And she had one of those little foam paddle boards, like one of the little. She started whacking she it. Was, she was running towards it to go whack that alligator, oh, just, as if that was going to stop just it. Just make it more aggressive. <laughs> right. Just feed it your Girl Scout cookies. Toss it across the lake. Some thin mints, and he'll be fine. He'll go away. This is Dave and Mahoney. Please leave a message after the beep. Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. Eight three three yo dummy. Audrey, you seem a little ferocious today. I think you need to know you are amazing and nothing is that bad. Have a great day. Message deleted. You seem a little ferocious today? Hmm. I've never been called ferocious. How do you and take for that? some reason, I like it. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. Oh. I feel like if you have ever seen me, I don't feel like I look ferocious. I don't think that you view yourself as ferocious. In yeah. fact, you view yourself as the exact opposite of that. You're like a tiny little thing that is not I'm meant flower. to be hurt. I'm a flower. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I am a tiny thing that's not meant to be hurt. Preach it from the rooftops, Dave. Mm-hmm. No, but it's funny. Was he saying that because I decided to do push-ups while watching a show? Oh, that could be it. I mean, you did get a little a little jacked jazzed up when you were watching Lioness and decide to slam out 15 push-ups just in case they call you up for the special ops. Because once upon a time, when I had no clue what I wanted to do or be when you're 17 years old, mm-hmm. and I did not do well on my ACT. So, <laughs> so like, college at first was not something that I thought that I would ever be able to do. You, I was, you I thought I was yourself gonna, as a Marine? No, not a Are you kidding? No, not a Marine. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Uh, like, no, I thought that I was going to go probably like infantry something. Yeah. Like, just on the front lines. Just, just first one down. First one down, Oh, man. boy. Please leave a message. Or a hairdresser. 
If any of you had to spend five years in another country, but all your expenses were paid, where would you go? Message deleted. Italy, no question. Lake Cuomo, ugh. It's just all expenses paid. Like, I'd be out there trying to BDE to George Clooney. <laughs> I'd be Is buzz- that where he's at now? Yeah, he, he, he lives on, on Lake Cuomo. I'd be buzzing his house with a helicopter every day. Like your TMZ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I have not had the luxury of going to different countries. I only know the images that I see online. Yeah. Um, the Malfi Coast looks absolutely stunning. You know, the blue tops of Greece look fantastic. See, I love Greece Mediterranean food, so is, I feel like I would just be living my best life. Greece is peak, but it's their islands, right? So yeah. it's like there's so much to do in Italy. You kind of have the best of everything. You know, you've got wine country. You've got the Amalfi Coast, like mm-hmm. you said. You know, you've got... Uh, yeah, Florence is is gorgeous. Um, One of the Rome blue is- zones in the entire world is in Italy. People yeah. are living to 100 plus. I think that I would not fare well, actually, at living in Italy because a lot of walking, lots of stairs, so many stairs. You're fit. What do you mean? What's the problem? You just don't like walking? I, I mean, we just live such a sedentary life. You got mad at me earlier for calling you lazy. And meanwhile, you're like, I don't want to go to one of the most gorgeous places on earth because I'm going to have to walk. Think about it, Dave. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that I would eventually be okay with it. But I lived on a three-story uh, the apartment that I had before this. It was a three-story apartment with no elevator. And you hated it every day. I hated it every single day. Day I was besties with Instacart. Like I wasn't even going to get my groceries because I didn't want to have to lug my <laughs> groceries. I was paying someone to do that for me because tell it was me so again how you're not miserable. lazy. No, yeah, it's fine. That Dave, what? It, imagine like doing that. No, I've done that before, and yes, it does suck, but not to the point where I was like having somebody deliver me one bottle of Cholula. It wasn't one bottle of Cholula. It was two. Please leave a message after the tone. Do you guys work with an energy vampire? I mean, you know, the people who seem to suck all the good energy out of a room. I think my company purposely hires them. Message deleted. <laughs> uh, I've certainly worked with those people before. And that is really hard to do when you're doing a radio show. Like when you, when you can tell that somebody is just in a horrible mood and it just brings everyone else down. Yeah, that's it's pretty horrible. And you can actually feel your happiness being sucked from you. I, I did an afternoon show at one time, and there was somebody that I worked with that used to go out and get, like, day drunk. Ah, and then go well, come the on show. the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the most 2000 thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Did you guys do well? Pretty rock and roll, yeah. <laughs> show kicked ass. This is Dave and Mahoney. So this is not a surprise to me at all. Audrey, tell me what you think about this. The study that was done said that a lot of Americans are becoming stingier when it comes to their tipping habits. And that's because... Tipping has totally gotten out of control. Well, it doesn't even feel like it's real anymore. I don't feel that I'm becoming stingier. I still tip, but I do think that we're seeing a study like this. People are being too stingy because too many places are offering tips that you shouldn't be tipping at. Right, like, like when if I you go have to the, the turnaround square feature or whatever yep. at the grocery store now. They have that at the grocery store. My oh, grocery my. store has do they it. Really? Swear Bible that what? they do. Like, that what do you wild. mean that you're asking me for a tip? It's like a fine, fine grocery store or whatever. See, the but thi- yeah, the thing that drives me crazy is that there is so many of these giant corporations that are paying the people less than a fair wage and then putting in the tipping feature and making their customers make up for it. Well, but then the tip 
cops don't even really necessarily go Not to always. that individual. We've heard a lot of stories about some of these different restaurants, including some local sub shops that, that had the tip jar out. And we had employees calling us, telling us that none of that money goes to them, goes right back to the bottom line. And then they just give them whatever the, the owner feels like they're entitled to. I did see a meme the other day that is like, hey, man, I'm getting real tired of... People asking me if I want to donate $20 to hungry kids when I'm checking out at the grocery store. Like, you are a $10 billion corporation. I just used a coupon to get 50 cents off a bag of chips. Why don't you donate the $20 to any child? Well, it's also just hungry? a tax write-off. Yeah, that's like, exactly I mean, what it is. If you, yeah, I mean, I could, if you want to be able to do good, you go into a specific charity that matters to you and you donate. Don't feel guilty by whoever that cashier is. You know, saying, oh, you don't want to donate today to the Hungry Kids Foundation? Like, what? Okay. Yeah, no, I've already donated the last five times I was here. Yeah. You know, I'm so with you. I don't feel like that tipping is becoming stingier. I think that too many places are offering tipping that shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, there's gratuities for things like hairstylists, which make total sense total to sense. me. Uh, wait staff, absolutely, if they're waiting on you. I think I think rideshare drivers is acceptable. Um, if, if somebody comes to my house and it's like a large item thing that my wife has bought, you know, like I'll tip the guys that come in if they're like setting up a bed or whatever. Sure. Like there's, there's a lot of work that goes into that sort of thing. Uh, but if you just like flip a screen around and you do you know, nothing, I'm, I'm buying donuts from you and that's like just the basic function of your job, maybe not. And I understand why some people are getting a little bit stingier because it's starting to wear on you, you know, after so much Hip fatigue. Yes, just the hand is always out. This is David Mahoney. Listen for reviews of your new favorite new brews. favorite brews. It's beer for breakfast. It's beer for breakfast every Friday on Dave and Mahoney. Breakfast. That means on a Friday morning we get to crack open some ice cold beers with some good friends because we have made it through another week. So, oh no! What'd you do? It didn't open. <laughs> oh no! What in the hell? I'm supposed to be running this segment because Mahoney's not here. Look at this! It didn't open. Here, let me try. I open mine. Hang I'll give second. you. No, oh, are you gonna try and? Not no, not over the equipment. Oh. oh, okay. That worked. Oh, but I just got some of my pen in there. Gross. Oh. Uh, I just jabbed it open, but then see some of like the little... Well, that's what you get for getting a gold-plated pen, Dave. First off, it is a deluxe <laughs> fine uniball pen. How dare you? Okay. Worth every penny. Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us for... <laughs> I can tell. There used to be a whole cup of them, and now there's two. Um, so thanks for joining us for Beer for Breakfast. Uh, today we're enjoying... Hopefully, a, uh, a Revision Brewing Company beer. Revision Brewing Company is from Sparks, Nevada, which is right up by Reno. And um, this is called Disco Ninja, and it is a Northeast-style hazy IPA, even though it comes from the northern part of Nevada. And we're going to go through the five categories that we always do for beer for breakfast. It's a look, smell, taste, mouthfeel, and drinkability, and then we'll give it a rating. And um, and just first things first, cheers, Audrey. Cheers, Dave, to a week. Without Me having to talk way too much. Isn't that just great? I, <laughs> you think you, I need him back. You do? It was too much talking for me. It's making you work too much? Is that I what it is? I didn't like that. Okay. Right, I'm used fair. to just like, you know, sitting here and cracking a joke or two every once in a while. Uh-huh. Having to carry the team. Lots of work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were a starter this week. I was a starter. <laughs> I was like, not ready. used to it. I, wasn't, I did not stretch. <laughs> I'm not prepared. All right. So first things first. I mean, the, you know, I, I told you this earlier, the... 
The way that I purchased this beer is by perusing, looking around, trying to get an idea of what I thought maybe we should give a shot on the show. And the, the can itself is awesome looking. So when I say it's called Disco Ninja, it has got the font like you'd almost expect for Disco Ninja. It's Very got, Studio 54. Exactly. And then it's got somebody uh, on a Studio 54 style dance floor, but with ninja swords. <laughs> and what appears to be a black belt drooping down yeah. or two wieners. I yeah. can't tell. <laughs> So, what in the world? Cheers. Let's uh, cheers. Um, we're skipping over all kinds of things and we're going straight to the well, because we're drinking it straight out of the can, so I don't really know how it looks. It looks it looks hazy, fairly hazy. Uh, the smell of it, sure, nobody likes these categories, anyhow. Pine, it's it's very piney in the smell, a little citrus. Let's get to the to the taste though, because you took a poll and you had a reaction. What because you're not traditionally a big IPA fan, so it tasted like citrus first and then cigarette butts second. Like, what is that secondary taste? Like, well, I. It does taste like cigarettes. What is that? It Because ta- if you've ever been drunk, and, you know, I'm not necessarily a smoker, but in college, I was bumming uh, Camel Crushes left and right and Marble Lights. After a couple of drinks. And whenever you go them. back in for a beer, it, ta- it has that secondary, like, boozy cig taste. Well, what I, is that? I didn't even <laughs> n- notice that on the first drink, but now that you pointed out, it's got a really smoky uh, flavor to it. What I, is that? I don't dislike the smoky flavor, but. Uh-uh. Mm. It it, mm. it tastes burnt. <laughs> I am That's so really interesting. confused. You're so right. It tastes like if you were to put a smoker on top of this beer yeah. and it got a little burnt. See, I like a smoked old-fashioned. Like, that's probably my favorite drink uh, as far as cocktails go. But, man, this is uh, this, that's interesting. What's up with that? Is so, that I mean, how the beer's supposed to taste? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's got some sort of, like, guava or whatever it is. I've never had a guava taste like that. The way, the way so that confused. they the way that they described it. It's the mosaic hops. Is that what it is? So the last time we did something, I believe, and it had some weird type of hops in it, and it did not hit for me last time. And I think it's the mosaic hops because uh, it's saying that it's like a nunchuck hit to the dome so on the, the back of this can. The, the write-up for it is this is a Northeast-style hazy IPA with a tasty, tantalizing karate chop in your mouth. A kaleidoscope nunchuck hits to the dome with Citra Galaxy Mosaic and Amarillo stealthily slaying your taste buds one sip at a time. Dude. I mean, as I'm going through, because Mahoney, one of the things that he's always said during this segment is never trust it, never trust a beer, on the first sip. Okay, so I'm actually like five sips in now, and there is less of that on the fifth sip. But what is that, man? Like, it's literally, I have goosebumps. I have chill bumps. I am not a fan of this So you at all. do not like it at all. I love the can. I think that the uh, the hmm. can and the labeling on this is awesome. I think that the, the marketing for it is great. This would be something that I'm pretty sure after one taste of pulling it out of a, a cooler, I would immediately put it in the trash. I would give it to somebody else. I would donate it to you. Okay. Well, I would probably drink it because I'm a trash bucket. <laughs> uh, but the mouthfeel is actually fairly light for a hazy IPA. You know, it's not overly heavy. The drinkability, I think you're right. Like, this is not a crushable beer by any means. And I don't think it's intended to be. It's at 7% alcohol. The IBUs are at 40, which is pretty high. Um, but at 7%, you're not supposed to be slamming these, right? Um, but I don't feel like this is an easy drink. IPA and I like an IPA that will punch you right in the taste buds. Um, even with the the pine, it does have a bit of an aftertaste, which I don't love though. Yeah, it's ta- the aftertaste is cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, and maybe maybe we just need to have more drinks and then we'll want that cigarette taste. But yeah, right now it's a 
It has chilled out a little bit now that I'm about halfway through this can. But it's not great. <laughs> I was I'm waiting. Trying. Like- I'm trying. Okay. Dave. On Dave's Beer Scale Supremacy, I give the Revision Brewing Disco Ninja... 3.4 out of 5? That is high, you think that's man. High? Yeah, I think that's a... like a 2.8. All right. Dave. Dave and Mahoney. Glitz, glamour, and out of touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So, Audrey, do you remember the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith all the way back from, you know, almost 20 years ago now, 2005, the one that broke up the marriage of High Brad? drama. Absolutely, yeah. I do. That was, that movie was the magazines that I would purposefully pick up to read the drama about. Like, what is the new Mr. and Mrs. Smith drama with Angelina Jolie and uh, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt? Like, that was the peak of tabloids. So they are reinventing Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and it's going to be a new series that's going to premiere next year on Prime Video. Oh. But this has Donald Glover and Maya Erskine in it, and it uh, like I like Donald Glover quite a bit. Sure. Um, and so the fact that they're redoing Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I don't know if it needs to be redone, but when you think about a, a movie that could be made into a series that's kind of like part action series, part romance, you know, like I feel like that could work for multiple episodes and maybe even multiple seasons. Sure. I just wish they would just wouldn't name it Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Well, but then you got to steal somebody's IP. There's no more original ideas. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't know that, that people still went this crazy over Sylvester Stallone. I mean, I know that he's a big star, right? But mm-hmm. the fact that he was over in, in Rome, and I guess he was going to visit the Pope at the Vatican because the Pope is also a big fan of Sylvester Stallone. But he's out there just walking around in the streets of Rome, and he's flanked by his security guards, and he has to be because there's like thousands of people that were had showed up just to get a glimpse of Sylvester Stallone. I'm like, Why? Because he's Sylvester Stallone. But why? But who? Really? Yeah, man. Okay. All right. I mean, he's like the king of Italians. <laughs> I guess he is the king of Italians. Like, I never thought of it that like way. He is. Name a more popular actor Italian current that you know for 100% certainty that they are Italian other than Sylvester Stallone. James Gandolfini's passed away and he was like the Gandolfini was the guy yeah the guy but he's unfortunately passed yeah so yeah so the, the, uh, if the Pope wants to meet you you are king of the Italians I guess the Pope's a big Rocky <laughs> fan whatever but he was there with his daughters and his wife and they also have a show so yep. I don't know if that led to and they're gorgeous they are gorgeous yeah and his wife I, too obviously but when I first saw like the group of them I'm like which one's his wife and like she looks so young mm-hmm. and um, and he does not so um, good for him yeah man a beautiful family uh, so Jason Momoa is the star of the new Aquaman movie. I actually saw a trailer for it the other day when I was watching a football game, and it looks very stupid. So everything that Jason Momoa touches, unfortunately, if he has a speaking role, it's horrible. Like, I mean, the reason why he got so popular was because of Game of Thrones, and he barely spoke. We just got to look at him. Yeah. Like, and I hate being like that because a lot of times women are that that is said about women and acting and mm-hmm. actress roles all the time. But I mean, that is one hundred percent Jason Momoa. There's nothing that he's no project that he's really come out with that I'm like, wow, that was the best acting job I've ever seen from Jason Momoa. Yeah, there was even that show C on Apple TV Plus. I don't think you you watched that one, but um, he same thing. It's a show where like he's blind and he's making his way through this like post-apocalyptic world, but very limited speaking, lots of stabbing people, (laughs) which worked for Jason Momoa. Uh, But the reason why I bring up Aquaman is because um, have you heard who else is going to be in the new Aquaman? Oh, who? Nicole Kidman's a part of it. 
fan of hers, Dolph Lundgren. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this one really surprised me, Amber Heard. I'm out. You're out. Not just because uh, of Amber Heard. This casting, I'm, I'm, a sh- I'm sad. Nicole Kidman, stop. Are you? <laughs> you're you better are than this. Nicole accoladed <laughs> actress. Yeah. You are currently in a great show, Lioness. You have done so many great things over the last couple of years. Stop. What are you? Are you? You don't have to grab. You don't have to grab whatever role comes at you, baby. Settle down. December twentieth. It's going to be in theaters if oh. you want to go see. This is Dave and Mahoney. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call eight three three Yo Dummy. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Yeah, I just wanted to say how nice it's been the last few days without Mahoney. The show is so much better with just Dave and Audrey. Thank you. Message deleted. I disagree. I love Mahoney. We love Mahoney. And uh, Mahoney will be back, uh, much to your dismay, dismay sir. He uh, He's on his sea-based vacation. He is on a Disney cruise. That is what he does when he goes on the water. There's literally nothing else that he ever does when he goes on a water-based vacation. And I don't hate it for him. You know, like, he knows what he likes. But yeah. uh, he's been looking forward to it for a long time. So I'm glad that him and his, him and his wife got some time to enjoy it again. I can't wait for Mahoney to get back because... Day one of him about to get onto the boat, he texted me, said, hot take. I'm on the cruise and husbands who refuse to wear matching outfits don't love their families. So I would love to have a conversation with him about that and see how really curious, often him and his wife were matching. Yeah, they, they also don't post pictures when they're on vacation because they are convinced that somebody is going to rob their houses, which, sure. <laughs> what are they going to do? Break in and steal one of your computer monitors? Mahoney's wife is not even currently living in the house that he is. All he has is a couch and a TV. I know. You've got nothing there. What are they going to do? Break in and steal an old bag of raisins? They'd steal the one thing that he would have access to, and it would be the TV, and he would go so stir crazy. But I'm curious if they're going to post pictures of their matching outfits when they get back from their vacation. Can't wait. I do love that, though. See, we're kind of knocking it, and I love whenever I see people posting I want to see your vacation. I want to see how happy you yeah, are. No, I, post your food. I love that on your stories all day long. I want to see it. I do you, do see... you make your boyfriend match you? No, but I would love if he did. I like your perspective there. Because like my, my wife's the same way. Like, she likes what I do, but she's not, like, going to force me to match her. Yeah. Because then I just feel like a, a prop, you know? And I, I'm more Do you that. just use me yeah, for your Instagram using feed? me for my looks. Please leave a message <laughs> after the tone. For Audrey, and in regards to cooking for one, what I would do is I would cook meals, and then I would also, Trader Joe's is going to be your best friend because they have a lot of, like, really good single meals and, like, frozen meals. So I would cook a meal, like, use that as leftovers for a couple of days, and then when I didn't feel like having that meal that I cooked, I would have one of those frozen meals from, like, Trader Joe's that are still pretty tasty, so... There's my advice. Message deleted. Love that. So we were talking about how uh, my boyfriend and I are currently in a, like a long distance question mark. Would you say it's long distance? It's, it's a, middle it, distance. It's a plane ride or like a five hour drive. It's, it's pretty long distance. Okay. So yeah. long distance relationship. And what that means for me is that I have lots of girl dinners. Like the other night I had ice cream and uh, strawberries. So that's, <laughs> it's so funny that you call that a girl dinner because when I was living, when I first moved, I was doing the same thing, but it was boy dinners. But for me, a boy dinner was just like two full dill pickles and a handful of turkey. 
that I splattered some mustard on and just blah, meat and pickles, and I'm like, ready to go. Which is like whatever you could get to nourish you in that yeah, moment. Yeah, just, uh, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and make an exquisite pasta dish. Well, because to be honest, I view meals as people coming together. Something you share. You yeah. share with someone. You sit down, you have a conversation, you either cook with each other, or if you don't, I'm sit- spending time with my boyfriend in the kitchen while he's cooking or mm-hmm. vice versa. Like, I hold a lot of weight to that. So if I'm cooking for myself and I have no one to share it with, it kind of makes me a little sad, you know? So I actually have been looking, like this caller said, at the Trader Joe's meals and the uh, the Whole Foods meals. Yeah. Legit just yesterday was looking at them. I haven't bought them yet, but uh, <laughs> it's also kind of sad, just like peeling the, the it's sad that little plastic sad film off. off. You're just like, oh, I'm so alone. And you got to stir it halfway through and then put that sad plastic <laughs> back on top. And it just kind of like limps down in there and you're just like, oh. Why is it? Can, can, can you get out of my gravy, please? Please leave a message after the tone. Okay, who do you think is the worst drivers? Bobby. Age 20 to 40 women or 20 to 40 men? Okay, discuss it. Have a great day. Bye. Message well, deleted. I just found this out the other day. Dave, please tell me if this is true or false. The rumor is that when you're a young man, your car insurance is more until oh, you reach a certain age. Absolutely. Because y'all drive like maniacs. Like maniacs, yeah. And I wrecked multiple cars when I was younger from driving like a boob. Um, but man, was, ah, so funny. The other day I saw a girl driving down the road. And she looked to be, I don't know, late 20s, early 30s. And she had a bumper sticker on her car that said, normalize hitting curbs. And I thought of you instantly. That was great. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. It goes to your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen. All at the same time. They're everywhere. (laughs) 